Welcome again to another episode of the Happy Hour Hangout podcast. Uh, you heard that uh, pop topping, so it's time to get things rolling. I am your host for the evening, Stephen, and I am accompanied by my partner in crime, uh, Travis Neal. Travis, how you doing? Dude, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing real good. I'm looking forward to this uh, podcast and uh, and breaking down uh, breaking down an interesting topic. Shall we tease it? Yeah, I, I think I think we should. Um, First, before we do that, though, I want to ask how uh, how your your Mother's Day weekend was. Uh, it was a little bit different uh, due to the uh, quarantine circumstances here, but uh, it ended up working out pretty nicely. Um, I had a, a little bit of a husband fail, uh, which I'm sure you'll you'll appreciate. So, yes. uh, with the with the twins in mind, um, I was uh, tasked with. Um, obviously providing the Mother's Day gift. Well, I, uh, I thought I went out, uh, made a good call. I got a, a nice, uh, a, a gold ring. So Chelsea is a, a nurse for those that don't know. Um, and, uh, really just didn't want to wear her, uh, wedding ring and, um, the engagement ring, that little combo thing, uh, to, uh, to her work. And so I got, you know what, I'm going to get a gold band. It'll be nice and subtle and simple. I'll get it engraved with, you know, a love note from the, uh, from the twins, like, all right, perfect slam dunk. So I order it. And as luck would have it, Steve, it uh, has not shown up. And uh, I, I ordered it well, well out of a week, um, so which goes to show you a week is not enough, fellas. And you should set alarms in your uh, in your phone for at least three weeks out uh, to cover your ass. But she was appreciative nonetheless. But my my gift happened to end up being just like a, a screenshot of what I ordered uh, to show her on my phone, which kind of felt like an epic fail a little bit. So um, we'll see how quick I recover from this one, Steve. Well, you fail on the husband points part, but I, I feel I share your 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 frustration on the shipping side of things. So uh-huh. I actually ordered a uh, a laptop stand. Um, uh-huh. I'm actually thinking now, well over a month and a half ago, that uh, shipped from Hong Kong, and I'm <laughs> pretty sure after I when I checked yesterday on the update, uh, I think it said it was still in in transit. Uh, there's oh, a little boy. plain plain picture. <laughs> next to that so it's either been in flight for the last month and a half or it went to somewhere in hong kong or china and it's just waiting to go so (laughs) clearly we're morons when it comes to shipping when it comes to things like (laughs) things like quarantines so i love that i gotta i gotta tell you though my uh for my mother's day weekend i uh i flexed my grilling muscles hard so saturday my parents came over to my house uh and we grilled just everything, uh, brats, burgers, uh, we barbecued chicken, uh, found some really good, uh, barbecue sauces over at Schnooks, shout out. Um, and, and just, just had a grand old time. And then Sunday we went to Edwardsville with, uh, my wife's parents, Sarah's parents and Fred and Sandy, and we grilled steaks, which is something I've never done before. Mm. Um, so I got, I let I let Fred show me how it's how it was done. Uh, so either this weekend, I know it's supposed to rain this weekend, but the weekend after, I think I'm gonna start grilling some steaks. So I'm pretty there you go. Pretty excited, pretty excited about that. But um, to to kick this thing off before we get into our taste test, I know you and I have been really getting our green thumbs going. Um, so <laughs> yeah. talk talk to me talk to me about your lawn status because I know you're really proud of this. All right, I am, and I and I told my wife I'd keep this segment really short because she told me <laughs> nobody wants to listen, and I quote to your dumbass, describe your lawn. So I got that going for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
maybe I exaggerate a little bit. So um, I got inspired by our good buddy Lucas, who will uh, will tease now. We got an interview coming out in the coming weeks with uh, with Lucas to break down all things uh, lawn related. But uh, uh, yes, yeah, so I got uh, I reseeded some of it. Um, I've got uh, got the the straw down, and uh, I'm in the process of trying to will my grass to look like Tiger Woods's backyard. Um, and we've gotten a little bit of rain, but it's been like one time where it rains like an inch and a half and then doesn't rain for like five or six days. Um, and so I've been constantly watering my grass and I've got, uh, I've kept the straw down and I, I've been kind of hesitant to text Lucas again. Cause I felt like I blew him up for like, I don't know, 15, <laughs> 20 days in a row getting information out of him for this. But right. my grass is getting a little bit of long, little long with all the water I've been doing. Uh, and so I've got really long grass. I've got uh, a little bit of straw still hanging on and uh it is soaking wet so uh fingers crossed two more weeks we're gonna be all set but uh luke told me at least three weeks so we'll see how this plays out but it's a little project figure i'd pick something up here in the quarantine time but uh i uh i I did a little stroll past your house it looks like you've been up to uh to a little bit of fun What what have you been doing steve so we have gone we have gone full just outdoors just any anything that comes to yard work so we we had Sarah's parents come over um, about two weeks ago, and they kind of helped us with this. And so, in the if you're if we're from my my back door, the far right corner of our yard, there's a little bit of mulch area with some rocks. But we took all the rock out, we took all the mulch out, we dug all that up, and we actually dug a little bit farther out. And just created this whole garden. Uh, we've got azaleas, we've got you know wind chimes, we've got yard yard ornaments as i believe that they call <laughs> planted a bunch of flowers and marigolds and then on the other side of our yard there's just a little patch of mulch that used to hold you know some plants and so we planted a bunch of elephant ears um, which are supposed to grow massively and then when they die at the end of the season you dig them up and they have a bunch of new ones that you can plant so we're trying to create this whole thing and then we i got to watch my father-in-law just power wash the shit out of our our front yard we've got we've got a huge tree that has a bunch of those helicopters and just you know how st louis city goes everything's kind of at a slant so Mm -hmm. our uh, our sidewalk's not the most even or straight and so it's very easy for when it rains for mud to come through and so he went and spent probably 45 minutes power washing and it looked like the day we moved in to our house which is a year and a half ago at this point just pristine clean and you know, spent eight hours doing all this stuff and I couldn't be more proud. Now I feel I'm a kind of a cocky douchebag when it comes to my yard and, and, you know, <laughs> I don't let anybody back there. Don't look at that stuff. And, you know, when my wife doesn't water, when I think she should, I'm out there playing with the plants, you know, we've got vines and stuff planted growing. So it's, uh, it's something to be, be proud of. And we put a lot of work into it, but it's definitely looking good. Maybe we'll share some photos on the, on the socials or something like that. So I like that. just, uh, just some things to keep us occupied as we uh, continue to get through this uh, stay at these stay at home orders, which you know are, are looking like they're gonna they're gonna start lifting. But let's go ahead and jump right into the taste test. Uh, I saw the notes that uh, of what you got, which I'm a big fan of. Uh, I've actually had this before, so why don't you go ahead and kick our taste test off, Trav? Well, that's uh, that's awesome, Steve. I uh, this is my first time having this beer. Um, I've got the uh, North Coast. 
um, Brewing Company, Lay Merle. Merlay. I don't know how you say that. It's probably supposed to sound a little more uh, eloquent than the way I just uh, butchered it. But I always called it Merle, but I'm an idiot. So <laughs> oh, there you go, La Merle. I like that. Um, it's a uh, it's a farmhouse ale. Uh, I've kind of got a little bit of a thing for farmhouse ale. So I was uh, at my favorite store that I've shouted out a bunch of times now, uh, Friar Tuck here locally, and uh, was uh, perusing the aisles and uh, noticed this little guy. It's got a uh, eagle of sorts on the. Mm. Uh, on the on the bottle and it caught my attention and then uh, i saw farmhouse ale and i thought you know what this might just be it so i'd never heard of this uh brewery before it's uh, called north coast brewery uh they're out of fort bragg california uh which if you are looking at a map of california and you see sacramento it's northwest of sacramento kind of heading up towards oregon area um this is a 7.9 percent beer but, uh, it definitely packs a punch I, the, the, the taste of it, though, is a little bit interesting because when you think of a beer with that high percentage, I typically think, man, that's going to be really strong. It's going to be kind of like, ugh, it's going to have that mm to it. Um, this one's not so much, um, which kind of l- makes sense because I, I looked into this. Have you heard of the, the IBUs at all, Steve? I'm not a, a big so I'm not a big uh, beer aficionado. I just kind of pop the top if I like it. I like it and I'll, I'll buy it again. That's kind of how I, I do it. But sure. um it's a scale of five to it's, it's a score from five to 120 um, and it's a bitterness scale. So obviously the lower the uh, the lower the number, the less bitter it is, the higher the number, the, the bigger bitter it is, I guess is how you'd say that. Um, this one's a 26. So relatively speaking on the low side and you can definitely taste t- taste that when you're uh, when you're tasting it. So um, overall uh, high quality. beer. I like it. Tastes good. It's a uh, fairly smooth for 7.9. Some of those the six it gets a little stout um but uh but yeah that's that's really it um and i kind of it made me laugh as i was doing my research again i'd never heard of this brewery but um the last episode we did um our our interview with mark i had a uh a a sustainability uh beer where they had were big on environmental sustainability and all this stuff and and i didn't do that on purpose it just kind of happened that way well it happened again this time too steve believe it or not they're a leader in sustainability and they have uh, a philanthropic uh tracker on their website which i thought was cool so every time they donate money they update their tracker and i thought well that's kind of cool but then also i thought maybe maybe that's kind of a weird flex right like it was like two hundred and twenty nine thousand bucks last year i'm like okay we get it that's cool you're donating money but kind of a weird flex right so i don't know i Kind of like it, kind of don't. I don't know what to think of that, but uh, at any rate, Northwest Coast Brewing Company, if you see it in your store and uh, you're looking for something a little stout, pick it up and give it a try. Steve, what are you working with? So today, I am going with the Kona Big Wave. So I, I really uh, grew fond of these when my wife and I went out. Uh, so she works in the medical research field, and... <clears throat> She does trips from time to time. I actually got a chance to go to San Diego where she had a conference. And I got to tag along as kind of a, um, a pseudo vacation. And at any bar that we would go to would have these this company, which is Kona. And we just they're just really, they're just wonderful, wonderfully delicious. Wrong weird slogan. Uh, that's a, that's a serial slogan, but it was <laughs> it's 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 wonderful. Um, it works, so yeah. the, the the Kona Kona Big Wave, um, <laughs> not as not as strong as your farmhouse ale over there, but it's a it's four point four percent alcohol content. It's a light golden ale, uh, described as having a subtle fruitness, and it is a brewing company that was uh, 
founded in Hawaii in 1993 by a father-son duo by Cameron Healy and, this is, I swear to God, a true name, Spoon Kalsa. All right. So I like that. We've got a friend with the nickname Spoon, but this person's actual name is Spoon. So they made the brewery in 1993, got very popular. They actually sold it to Craft Brew Alliance in 2010. And so the Kona beers, most of the mainstream beers that's distributed across the United States, are is made in Portland, Oregon, Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and Fort Collins, Colorado. But the original, original brewery still stands in Hawaii. They're actually building another bigger brewery out there. Um, where they do a lot of like local stuff and, and stuff that you can't get only unless you're in Hawaii. Um, but a fun, cool, fun fact about them is all of their beers are named after Hawaiian legends or landmarks. So this one is great because you have uh, twin daughters who will someday either have, have may have watched this movie or will watch this movie and drive you crazy because they'll probably watch it a couple times in a row. Uh, but they have. Um, a, a beer called the Road to Hana, or um, it's it's the birthplace of the demigod Maui, which is the oh, exact yeah. same Maui uh, from that movie that The Rock played in, in uh, Moana, the Disney. Oh movie. yeah. So a couple other ones, um, you know, they have a, a beer called Wailua Wheat, which is named after Wailua Falls. It's a 95 foot waterfall that flows into a bed of volcanic rock, uh, which actually leads into the Road to Hana. So extra points there. Um, you know, but it's it's you know it, it's like it's it's delicious. Uh, you could you could drown a couple of these if you really wanted to. Um, they're perfect for days like you know today where it was, it was pretty sunny, kind of kind of chilly. But uh, the warmer it gets, the better these taste, in my opinion. So uh, I will cheers to you, sir. Cheers. And I have a quick on Maui. I can't okay. I can't let it slip. Fair so uh, two uh, uh, cheers by the way. Uh, so two Halloweens ago, uh, before the twins were born, I dressed up as Maui for uh, for Halloween. My, I forgot uh, my about niece, that. And my niece was a diehard uh, Moana fan. And, shout out uh, to Sam. Yes, yeah, shout out Sam. And um, she was all about it. So, yeah, I uh, I think – I may even still have it in the basement, but I got the hook. Uh, I got uh, – um, I had a, uh, a tiki skirt, if I remember right, uh, or uh, – some version of that. Um, what I have, I, I did it. I did it right. It was uh, it was pretty good. Uh, pretty good costume. So shout out Maui yeah. and uh, shout out Sam. Do you have all the tattoos? <laughs> no, no, I didn't. Uh, I couldn't quite uh, quite make it that far into the dedication. <laughs> and unfortunately, I'm not built like the Rock. I drank too many of these beers to uh, to look like the Rock. So we had uh, we had to improvise where we had to. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> we're not we're not. We're not drinking tequila like The Rock does, and we're drinking <laughs> yeah. we're drinking beer, which is why we have the gun. He does, he does not. So. Yeah. so anyway, let's uh let's let's move forward a little bit here. So yeah. I don't know. I, I know you've probably heard, um, you know, talking on a local level here, but we have gotten word that the the St. Louis County and St. Louis City they have come out and said that they're going to start opening uh, or easing some stay at home restrictions. Uh, from this whole the the COVID nineteen pandemic right around May eighteenth, which you know we're recording this on the eleventh, you know, so about seven days from from now. Um, 
it's you know part of part of kind of a phase in plan. Uh, not a whole lot I, I believe is going to be open. I don't even, we haven't even been told it's going to be opened yet, uh, but it's it's a sign of hope. Um, you know, I, I actually my neighbor golfed nine holes at a golf course in Chesterfield uh, on Saturday. So some things in Chesterfield, St. Charles, a lot of their stuff is kind of opening up. And regardless of whether you believe that's a good idea or not, it's still it's a, it's an encouraging sign because. Look, I'm going on 10 weeks of being staying home. I'm losing my mind. Pretty sure my wife is losing her mind with me being around all the time. I'm sure, you know, when your wife's not working, she can say the same thing about you. Um, But I wanted to what I wanted to dive into a little bit was what do you think life is going to be like after quarantine? What what are our what are your plans for after quarantine and and what what are you longing to do the most? Tell, Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So uh, full disclosure here and not to sound uh, like a worry warrior, uh, but uh, with the twins, this outlook of mine is is still ways down the road. So I want to make sure I, 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 I clear on that. But whenever it is, quote, safe, I've got two. Well, I've got a couple things that come to mind, but the two big ones are restaurants and family time. And I've had. Obviously, family time, uh, uh, as much as you could ever want on an immediate family uh, basis, but uh, extended. I haven't seen my parents, my brother. Uh, uh, we, we haven't really seen her family at all. And um, and so that just not having that worry to, you know, it, it was a pretty common event for us to, you know, go over to uh, I mean, my parents or her parents' house. So, you know, on a Saturday and hang out for a handful of hours and, you know, shoot the shit and, um, you know, just spend time together. And we just, that's not something we've obviously been doing the last, you know, 10 weeks or so. So that's at the top of the list. The, the second, which I think is kind of, uh, it's a little telling to uh, how, how much we enjoyed the, uh, the restaurant side, but um, dude, I, we tried to make it a point to a restaurant we'd never been to once a month. Um, and we had been on pretty good streak. We were going to some cool places and, and trying stuff that, you know, we don't typically eat. Um, and that, that has been just absolutely taken away. And, uh, the day that I can walk into a restaurant, uh, sit, you know, four or five feet from the next table and enjoy a meal and not have any kind of COVID-19 run through my mind, that will be a wonderful, beautiful day. <laughs> Um, and, uh, th- those are, those are two of, uh, two of some of mine. What, uh, what about you, man? I know you're, uh, certainly in the same boat, with France, but uh, w- what else are you really looking forward to? Well, the, the family, the family time has, has, um, we've been able to really get in some, some family time, you know, this past weekend, obviously we, my parents were over and, and we had, we had a decent you know, we're, we're practicing social distancing as best as we could. Um, I've actually gone to visit my, my parents probably once every two weeks since this whole thing, just for just short amounts of time. Um, you know, obviously her parents came over and, you know, any, any time that her, we've been with the parent, with the parents, um, it's, it's been on an outside setting, which is always the best case scenario of all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Restaurants really are the, the part that I'm, I'm looking forward to the most. I mean, you and I live in a, a very good spot in St. Louis City where there's just a lot of there's just a lot of great, great restaurants. I mean, just down our the street that connects us, Mackland has, you know, you know, it's got the Copper Pig shout out the Mac. One of my favorite places to go to and have a mm-hmm. beer and watch some sports. Um, you know, I, I'm looking forward to the day I get to go inside there and just hang out for a couple hours and, and watch, and watch some sports. 
Um, you know, JJ Twigs is probably my favorite pizza place. That's not a chain like Domino's mm-hmm. or, or Papa John's and things like that. They just have phenomenal um, deep dish pizza. Um, yeah, so the, those are some big ones. I, you know, I, I know that we've kind of talked about sporting events. I, I'll tell you that I was not initially on the train of having sports start without fans. It's almost like watching it's like watching live live shows that with a mm-hmm. studio audience without the audience. Um, that just doesn't do it for me. But at this point now, I, I'm I'm losing my mind. Um, you know, we should be at least a month in, <laughs> in baseball. Yeah. And I haven't been able to watch any baseball. I, I can't even stay up to watch the Korean baseball league on, on ESPN <laughs> at one o'clock in the morning because I'm a self-respecting human that has to work during, during the day. Um, you know, and so that, that's the part I'm longing for the most. Cause I do find myself getting very bored with things to watch. Um, and it's like, you know, it's like we kind of talked about before when we started this podcast, the, the, the idea was to do these face to face, you know, with a camera on us sharing beverages and things like that. And sometimes sharing, you know, the same kind, you know, taste testing the same types of beer. You know, you give your opinion on one and I give opinion on, on, on it as well. And so, you know, when we get a chance to do that, that's going to be some some really fun, fun things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you know seeing people that's either a not my dog um or you know my myself in the mirror that's that's gonna be a very a very a very exciting moment um uh-huh. you know so i think i think we've got a, got a lot of a lot of plans moving forward i think it'll be interesting to see what <clears throat> comes out of these restrictions and i mean you know, for those that are going to watch this on YouTube, I actually shaved my beard a little bit farther than I anticipated. I actually look as clean shaven as I as I have been in probably five years. My wife weirdly said my lips look smaller because of that. I don't know how that makes sense. But um, but at the same time, I have hair that is basically going down to my nose and I don't really have the clippers. This, they don't have the strength to take that that thick mess off. So I can't wait for the day that barbers open up. Because one of my favorite uh-huh. things in the whole world is to go to a barber shop and get a good and a get a, get a fresh do. I know uh-huh. you're kind of the same way. Oh, 100%. You know, you've, got, you, you've got your person that you go to. You've got yeah. your place that you go to. So I'm really hoping that when everything starts to open up, one of the first things they open up is a barber shop because that's going to be the first place I go. Dude, I uh, I like that. I got two quick things for you. Uh, first, uh, I, I would be doing a disservice if I didn't shout out my, uh, my barber. Uh uh, Mo at uh, Chop Shop, love her. She's great. Um, definitely cooks it up. And uh, I saw on her uh, her Instagram that they're opening June first, so they are. Uh, it's slowly coming. Um, so excited for that. And then second, we'd be uh, crazy if we skipped over this. But tell me, you saw that baseball's got a uh, got something to the players' union to start uh, after July fourth? I did. And I gotta be honest with you, that'll probably be the best Fourth of July of my entire life. <laughs> yeah. I'm already I'm already counting it past when when I have kids and uh-huh. whatever Fourth of July outing we do with yeah. them. Outside of all the Fourth of July shenanigans that you and I got into way back uh-huh. in the day, the float trips, the yeah. you know just the stuff in Cape Girardeau or uh-huh. college towns and, and all that stuff. This would be the greatest Fourth of July ever. Especially if I get a chance to go to opening day, if opening day, we're lucky enough to have a St. Louis Cardinals opening. Yeah, day. Uh, for sure. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. This is a big week for us. So, you know, that's fingers, fingers crossed. Um, <laughs> fingers crossed. 
But anyway, I wanted to jump into something that is a little controversial, something I think you and I are going to have some fun with, uh, just because I know how both of our minds work. Uh, but just, just, just something that just out of nowhere grabbed the world. Um, and that is that the, the pandemic video that was on YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. Do you, you kind of know the background with this draft? Uh, a little bit. Um, not not super super familiar. I'm, I was hoping you would uh, Cliff Notes uh, version me into uh, into me so I can uh, give you my opinion. <laughs> I had to take a big swig before I uh, went into my spiel on this. Yeah. So so Plandemic is a video which is actually a part of a bigger documentary that aired on YouTube last week. <clears throat> Well, I don't know if you know this or not, but it's actually already been taken off YouTube because of all misinformation. Mm. There's a lot of red flags that come up on this. And, you know, before before I jump into this, look, there are so many things that are going on with this pandemic. There's a lot of things that both, you know, a lot of parties are doing wrong, whether it's, you know, Republicans, Democrats, hospital, you know, you know. World Health Organizations, um, a lot of, you know, the media, a lot of this stuff has been done wrong. And that 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 really is the everything together is why we are in the situation that we that we are. in. So you, you you're going to have your opinion probably different than mine. Mine's probably different than yours. And that's great. That's fine. That's honestly what makes this world turn. And that's the stuff that I love. So that being said, I never was big on this this video. There was there was a lot that. I found wrong whenever I was hearing about it. I also find it weird that YouTube of all places was going to be the one that aired this very controversial groundbreaking documentary. Anyway, so the person that actually made this, uh, his name is Mickey Willis, Mickey with uh, M I K K I Willis. Mm -hmm. Um, He's credited. If you look in, if you look at everything as the host producer, director and cinematographer of this, of this this video at least. And the person that was interviewed, her name is Dr. Judy Mikovits. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. I can't really tell for sure. But anyway, she's coming out. She, she claims that she's a, a former employee or former uh, colleague of Dr. Anthony Fauci, who's in charge of everything that's going on. Uh, you know, I don't know if a lot of people know, but actually Anthony Fauci is the one that spearheaded everything when it comes to the AIDS crisis many, many, many years ago. So <clears throat> that guy's a big deal. So anyway, the video, the video, and the first part of the video described her as someone uh, that published a groundbreaking, controversial article in the in the peer-reviewed journal called Science. And according to this video, that article just sent shockwaves through the scientific community. It revealed that the common use of human and animal fetal tissues were unleashing devastating plagues of chronic diseases, um, and in that result. Big Pharma hated these results that that Dr. Mikovits founded, and they wanted to wage war on her and just wanted to make her life miserable. That act, that it turns out that that article that she produced or you know published it was actually a widely covered story. So many news outlets, many scientific companies actually worked on this study. Um, and the story actually was on the possible link, possible, between viruses and certain diseases like chronic fatigue syndrome. So, you know, media outlets actually covered this story as well. So it wasn't just her. And, and so 
the, the crux of this whole thing was that that article actually got retracted by the Science Journal um, after 10 independent studies. They, they, could, they couldn't recreate Dr. Mikovitz's results. So right there is a big, big red flag. It was found that evidence there was evidence of poor quality control in her study, and they were and <clears throat> there just there was no way everything was just poorly done. Some accused to be fabricated. None of that actually was was, was proven, um, and essentially it was taken off and she was discredited. And ironically, she actually was later fired from her position as research director at Whitmore Peterson Institute. Um, and then was actually arrested in 2011 because she actually was stealing from the company that she was fired from. So your main, your, your, the main person on this whole documentary has been discredited, has been fired and they got arrested for what you got fired for. So great role. Interesting. If you say so. So (laughs) interesting start. (laughs) I looked, I looked into it a little bit and I saw some, some other things that were, what, uh, what we would just call red flags. <clears throat> so she claimed that the American Medical Association um, told her that doctors will lose their license uh, if they use hyd- hydroxychloroquine. Now, if you watch the news, you know that that's the malaria drug that you know Trump has said could be possible to, to help treat it. You know, some people are mad at him because there's a conspiracy theory that he's trying to do that to make money because he actually owns stock in it. Uh, actually, the uh, AMA stated that they have zero control over medical license, so there would be no reason to make any kind of threat to her. Uh, everything, when it comes to medical license, to run through the state, kind of like as, as a lawyer, you have to take a bar in each state. Same thing happens with medical license. So that kind of got kind of got uh, thrown at her. Uh, she, did you know that she claimed that in this video that wearing the mask activates your own virus? So basically, she's saying that if you're wearing a mask, so I'm going, I'm going to the grocery store, going to the Schnook, local Schnook, shout out, and I'm putting on the mask because that's the store policy now. You know, every all the workers are wearing masks, and <clears throat> by doing so, it's actually activating the virus inside of me. Uh, she believes that the virus doesn't spread from person to person, but actually through vac- vaccinations. So obviously, this person's against vaccinations, and look. Whether you're for or against, there's a lot of cases for and there's a lot of cases against. But she believes that because you've been vaccinated with certain things, you actually have COVID-19. Piggybacking off of that, she claimed that the flu vaccines increases your chance of getting COVID-19. So if you got your flu shot October, November, December of 2019, more than likely you're going to get COVID-19, according to, you know, Dr. Miskovitz. Um, but if you do your research, it actually misrepresents a study into whether the, the flu vaccine could increase the chances of getting other viruses, uh, which was actually de- conducted by the Department of Defense. And that has, there is no, they have concluded that there is no physical evidence that actually supports her claim. <clears throat> so look, that's just a couple of the things from that video that have already been just just completely just destroyed by medical experts. Clearly this was just a documentary um, that from two people that had just a clear bias against and just distrust, distrust on the validity of a virus and their hate towards health organizations. And by doing so, there really hasn't been any facts 
At least from those kind, those people's sides. And it's it's a joke, man. I mean, I can't I can't believe that this is a thing. I can't believe that people were so into this, basically further fueling the fire that is the insane amount of conspiracy theories that are coming out of everything that's going on with this pandemic. And it's, <clears throat> I don't know. I, you watch the socials, you watch the news, you watch people's reactions, and this is just per, per, perfect thing to, to, to fire people up for, for literally no reason at all. I, uh, yeah, man, um, great, great recap. I, uh, there's so much going through my mind right now. Um, the, uh, the first, and I think you're kind of hitting it there on the head, is that, dude, when something like this comes out and it tugs at the heartstrings of what people really want to believe uh their preconceived already notion that's how something like this just spreads like a wildfire right you get somebody that just has a uh in their gut they have a feeling of distrust towards um you know our medical community or the you know health organizations and you know government as a whole and they see a video like this that pops up they watch it. They it confirms all of their already existing biases, and they hit the share button. And then chances are that person's got friends in the same kind of circle uh, that have similar beliefs. And before you know it, boom, 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 and it just goes gangbusters, dude. And uh, I I saw uh, I saw the back end of that. Um, I'll be honest, this is not a video that I stopped to watch. Um, I. Uh, I kind of lean on uh, lean on my wife for any kind of uh, uh, <laughs> vibing on whether this is something I should watch or not. Um, she kind of uh, disapproved right away, and I thought, <laughs> well, that ain't worth my time then. Um, and that may sound silly to uh, to say, but dude, there's so much misinformation out there, and the, and you can get really wrapped up in these conspiracy theories. Whether no matter what you believe, whether you think Trump's the greatest president to ever walk the planet, or you think that he is absolutely killing all American traditions, and, and, and wherever you fall on that spectrum, um, y- it's easy to get sucked into something like this if you see a video that already confirms your biases. So that was the first thing that popped in my mind. The second thing, and probably a little more humorous, uh, if you haven't listened to our uh, interview with uh, Mark Richard, he said, and I quote, to keep things simple, wash your hands, wear a mask, and don't be a dummy. And it just absolutely cracked me up, right? Like, it was just, it's so simple, but yet it's so effective. Um, and so that that would be kind of how I would end that. And then last but not least, um, you mentioned something about vaccines. I, I just want to uh, throw this out there for everybody. Um, there's a reason why some of these longstanding diseases that once ravished our population uh, no longer do. And um, modern medicine is a beautiful thing. And I and my family tend to uh, think that uh, these things are good. Um, Science is good. Uh, Modern medicine is good. Um, And so if you find yourself in a place where you're thinking these biases are are, are true, uh, I would implore you uh, to to take a step back and try to see the other side of the aisle. Um, Similar to what I think most sane people that have my viewpoint would think if this video came out and this absolutely was a reputable doctor, right? And they had a pristine background and had done excellent medical work throughout years. I would have, if you hadn't hit that first like five, 10 minutes, you were recapping her career and it was all positive and upstanding stuff. 
then you're a little more inclined to believe her. You, you see the re- red flags, don't blow past the red flags. And that, that's life advice for any <clears throat> anything. So um, I don't know. That's kind of general spitball and thoughts right off the top of my head. We, we will close with this and, and then we'll move on. Um, look, you and I are staunch Republicans. We, we're, we're, we're pretty much, if, 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 we're, if we're asked to describe it ourselves, we're right-wingers. Um, but we, we have friends that are very far left. Uh, shout out again to, to, to Mark Richard, who, who leans more kind of on the left, but he had a right-wing upbringing. Um, and, you know, you and I both have friends that, that definitely lean on, on the left side. And I, I've always been told to, when it comes to researching or looking into political things, you should always look at the left, right, and middle. Um, so for me, it's always been, you know, look at Fox News, look at CNN, look at, you know, MSNBC to, to an extent, but you kind of get the understanding. <clears throat> just do your research. You know, if, if it's something you don't know fully about, just just look into what people say a little bit. You know, if you have opinions, I mean, if you think that this is a ploy that the, that the Democrats are, you know, doing this whole thing to get rid of Trump as president and this is all they're doing, believe that. Stick with it. Do what you want to do. If you believe that, you know, you can't stand that this is all just a, a way for, you know, the Republicans and the, and, and, and the government to just con- to control you and, you know, just keep you at home because it's all about compliance. Believe what you want to believe. Stand, stick to your guns. But at least just do us a favor. At least do some research. Get yourself educated, um, you know, because there's a reason why we're not at Capitol Hill and they are to an extent. Um there you go. That's all I'll say. We, we, we happily respect everybody's political views because we have our own. And that's how it's always going to be. But I just wanted to talk about that video because this video is just what a weird time to release it. What a weird what a weird just topic that it was. And the fact that it got just discredited and just, dis, you know, disproven so quickly is just so fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's how it's going to be. Um you know, we'll talk about political stuff, obviously, in this podcast from time to time. And we just we love the, the love the debate because, you know, we have spirited we like spirited conversations. That's that's part of the point of a happy hour. Right. That is. And I will uh, before we move on, because I love our next topic. I will say this. If you find yourself listening to this and going, man, these guys are could not be further from the truth. Send us a DM. And if you Hell feel yeah. comfortable, com- if you feel comfortable coming on. We would love to talk about it because I think that the one thing that this world could use more than anything else is honest, open dialogue. If you want to hop on here and say, dude, you are a Midwestern redneck hillbilly. You have no idea what the actual real world is. And you can tell me that in a nice way and we could have a conversation about it. Man, that that would bring so much value, not only to my life and hopefully yours, because I may say something that sparks something in you that, you know, makes you think about something differently. But our listeners, I mean, think about how much you would enjoy hearing an honest, open dialogue from two regular people, not two intellectual juggernauts that come from two sides of the aisle with, you know, 50 years worth of experience. I'm talking two regular people with two opposing views, just talking about things in a civilized manner. That's what the world needs more of. We love being proven wrong. And if we feel like we're proved wrong, we'll talk, we'll say it. We, mm-hmm. we don't, we have zero shame. <laughs> we'll happily we'll yeah. say, yep, I was wrong. That's on me. Yeah, you were right. All right. We are going to move, we're going to move on. It. So this is, this is, this is a great topic that I came up with. Um, <laughs> Shout out, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> so I, 
I, I like reading sports headlines. I love reading sports articles. And I actually found a bunch of articles uh, of, of people that, that, just, that talked about sports traditions. Sport is Sports are literally nothing but a tradition. And so then there's the traditions within those traditions. And so there's a lot of articles that if you go out there, and I know that on the, uh, the Post-Dispatch, St. Louis Post-Dispatch, uh, I believe Ben Fredrickson, shout out, uh, he does great work. He actually came up with one himself on a local level. Uh, about sports traditions that you wish would just go away. Because let's be honest, there's going to be some that's just going to piss you off. And you're just going to be, you know what, this is stupid. So anyway, uh, we came up with a couple. And we're kind of we're going to go one-on-one. Uh, you do one, I'm going to do one. Uh, I'm just going to go back and forth. I actually want you to go first. Um, and then I, I will do one after you. So, so you go ahead. What's your first sports tradition that you would just hate and wish would go away? Oh, man. And what a great topic, Steve. Dude, if you could pump these out every episode we'd be the best podcast to listen to <laughs> this, this is gold um so Flex. my first one my first one are the unwritten rules in baseball oh, so yeah. Thank I, you. so i just i want to point this out i think that baseball um it, it from my point of view I, I enjoy baseball i've been a fan for years um living in st louis obviously that's a uh, a hallmark tradition of, of being a st louisan but um the unwritten rules in baseball are garbage and i would love to see them changed and i i thought of three examples that just man they irk me right and i think they take a little bit of fun out of the game so the first one is the hit batter example so i was trying to explain this to my wife actually so if you're you know, say you're the number three or four hitter, the, the best hitter on your team, and the opposing pitcher hits you. The unwritten rules in baseball are that your pitcher is supposed to hit their best player. Um, and this yeah, can go right. back and forth uh, until the umpires give warnings. And this typically can lead to an ejection. Uh, if it gets really bad, bench is cleared. Um, there's been punches thrown. Basically all this nonsense, right? And who doesn't like the excitingness of a brawl? I, I'll be the first to admit that's kind of fun. But the hit batter thing just – it drives me nuts, dude. And it's a tradition that's just – it's outdated. It's not needed. And it's not really that exciting to watch the number three hitter on the best team – on your favorite team get hit by a pitch and, and not swing the bat. So that's my first one. The second one, and this one really freaking annoys me, is pimping home runs. I freaking – so <laughs> I <laughs> Yeah, so I want to make sure that I'm clear here. I the bat flips and like if you hit a home run, you should be able to showboat it. So I I want to make sure I'm clear on my point here. The part that I don't like are the unwritten rules are that the other team is supposed to be pissed at that. And the number one thing that comes to mind is uh, Bautista out of Toronto. Do you remember that home run he hit in the playoffs? And yeah. I mean it was a moonshot. And I don't even remember who they were playing, but they were just like furious, held it against him for all for the whole next year. They were getting trying to get back at him constantly, all because he hit a game winning freaking. I think it might have even been a series winning home run in the playoffs pack stadium. I believe you're right. So that is just absurd to me. Like if you hit a home run in that, if I hit a home run in that environment, I am absolutely losing my shit, dude. I'm going nuts. And that's a normal reaction, and that's exciting for fans. So let's get the unwritten bullshit of we got to get that guy back for pimping that home run. We got to hammer that. Second thing, 
and this is my our third thing, excuse me, and this is my last point on this, and it kind of goes with the pimp and home runs, is taking too long around the bases. So you'll notice in baseball, especially at the big league level, if you hit a home run and you take too long to go all the way around the bases, that warrants you getting hit. Or uh, old school mentality would be that, okay, we got to retaliate against that player. Dude, if I hit a baseball 450 feet, I could crawl around the bases. And <laughs> it's your pitcher's fault for throwing up a softball, right? That's my take on it. So those three unwritten rules in baseball, if we could get rid of that, I think the game would be a lot more enjoyable, and I think we'd capture more fans. What's yours? Hit me with your first Good one. Good stuff. All right, my first one. Uh, in college basketball, you got a team that beats a ranked opponent, and for some reason, because the the opponent they beat is ranked, and and they're you know they're not, they warrants them to rush the court. Stop. Just. Just stop. It's it, it's part of my language, but it's fucking stupid. It, it puts players at risk to get hurt. And to be honest with you, most of the times that the teams beat a ranked opponent, they're not usually in the top 10. So really, don't, nobody really gives a shit because at the mm-hmm. end of the day, it's not going to really matter that much. So, you know what? Just, just don't do it. it. It makes no sense. You're doing it to be a goon. Uh, you're doing it because he can. Um, and... I don't really want to see a sea of dumbass college kids rushing a court when they barely paid attention to what the hell happened to the game outside of the last two minutes of the game. So it should be stopped. It has a chance to hurt players who actually are the most important parts of these games. And I don't know. It's stupid. You're next. All right. Uh, well, my response to that is, uh, have you ever been to a big time college football game where your team beat the team you weren't supposed to beat and you rush the field. Cause that is awesome. That is awesome. Oh, I'm sure so it's an awesome the, feeling, but there's the counter argument. <laughs> you still don't, you still want it stopped. All right. So still my, like- my second, my second one, uh, you'll appreciate this. Cause I, I'm not really a soccer guy and I was trying to think. So, um, we, uh, we went to London for our honeymoon and went to a uh, premier league game. Um, and saw Chelsea play. And one of the things that I thought while I was there is, man, this is such a fun and exciting environment, right? It's it's a great live. It's wonderful. Um, St. Louis has actually got getting an MLS team uh, here uh, before too long. I don't know exactly when they're starting. But one of the things I think would hold me back from wanting to be a diehard fan are soccer players faking injuries. Stop it. You're a grown man. <laughs> you didn't get touched. And you flop it on the floor, holding your knee. Then you're waiting for a call. The ref doesn't say anything. And then 10 seconds later, you pop back up and you run full speed down the field. You ain't hurt. Stop. Just stop doing that. Anytime I see that, all I literally want to do when I watch the TV, I just want to be like, oh, no, he's dead. (laughs) Because that's how they act. Yeah. All right. For me. Uh, we're going to go into football here for a second. Football, right. first down celebrations. <laughs> Just, what? Stop. Why? Why? And the most of the time when the, you see those celebrations, it's when they're down 20, 25, 30, 35 points. Or it, it, the game is not within, you know, it's not competitive at this point anymore. I'm sorry, but I don't need Ezekiel Elliott, St. Louis native, shout out, uh, getting a first down um, in garbage time in the fourth quarter, and he literally is doing his stupid ass cereal. I'm eating cereal because I'm hungry. Bit <laughs> nobody cares. You lost the game. Like stop. Like just don't don't do that. Like act like a normal human being because you're getting your ass beat 34 to 12. 
You're next. Nice. I'm very passionate about these things, by the way. <laughs> Your first few have got you sounding like the uh, old man. Get get off my freshly. Uh, oh yeah, on. I'm so I'm super. Uh, old. <laughs> uh, number three uh, for me is, and I am a golf fan, so um, full disclosure here. But one of the things that I find weird are, is golf and their obsession obsession with everything being silent. And I'll give you the counterpoint to it is uh, waste management in Phoenix, uh, hole number 16. It's that hole that uh, I'm sure you've seen on TV, Steve, but it's the one with the full bleachers all the way around it. And it's the loudest hole in golf. Why? Why is it the loudest? Well, it happens to be the best because fans can be fans. There's no need for these guys. Why does it have to be just absolutely quiet? I don't get that. I know it helps, you know, supposed to help their swing. That's nonsense. You're a professional. You can drive the ball straight as an arrow, 380 yards. You can swing a damn club when I'm talking. That's my take. I I have a funny story about that, and then I will go into my final point, and then we'll move on. So I used to work for a security company. Uh, I was in the area management field, and one of our clients was Augusta National Golf Course, which, for those that don't know, does the Masters Tournament. So being a golf fan like I am, I love golf. You love golf. I golf as much as I possibly can. I don't really care that I'm as horrible as they come. Uh, I put in uh, an application to be a member of of the team that would go out to Augusta National and work uh, security. uh, for. It's actually like a 12-day detail because they do so much stuff there before the actual tournament. Anyway, I got a chance to go out there and had a great time, and we'll talk more about that later. But I, when I was there, this was 2018. This was the year that Patrick Reed, Reed won, and I actually heard a story. So VJ Singh, who is long, he doesn't compete like he used to yeah. anymore, uh, but he always does the Masters. And he's one of the early golfers of, I believe it's the first round. And so technically, you're not allowed to have cell phones on premises, we're supposed to tell you to remove those. So, but you know, things fall through the cracks and people sneak them in. There was a 12-year-old kid who happened to have his still on, I believe it was the fifth hole. And everybody was super quiet, you know, doing what they're supposed to do. And the kid was taking a picture and didn't realize that it everything like his volume was up. So as VJ is getting ready to swing, you hear a click. VJ turns, sees the phone, grabs it, and keeps it. He puts it in his pocket and played 18 holes with this that phone in his pocket. He literally stole a phone from a 12 year old kid. Jesus, it's like, it's like taking candy. It's literally like taking candy from a baby. But anyway, you know <laughs> that kid was in the wrong. So but yes, should have had that phone. <laughs> that's a good story to compared like with how, how you feel about it because i'm with you too so anyway okay so so my la- my last thing of sports traditions that you wish would go away is the super bowl halftime show i'm sorry and look i i can't i can't say that i watched the games for that show uh but i guarantee you that if you ask my wife who either last year's or the last three appearances of the half halftime show was she wouldn't be able to tell you and i certainly can't i i mean i'm sure if i think long and that's hard fake for, news it's for eight hours shut up and for eight for eight i could i couldn't figure it out i don't i don't remember who last year's was i'm sure you want if me i to tell you 
Yes, please. Dude, how did you forget? It was Shakira and J-Lo. And at oh, 50 plus, they, uh, let's just say they put on an excellent show, Steve. Continue with your point, though. The point. <laughs> I hope you're happy with yourself. Anyway, the point <laughs> is these are not half, half, the halftime show is supposed to be a concert, right? Mm-hmm. It's not a concert anymore. It is a glorified lengthy music video that's fair there's no it's all lip syncing it's all you know because they're too busy dancing they're so out of breath they couldn't sing if they wanted to and let's be honest every other year is 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 is, there's only just a decent product that's on there so i i i hate being at a super bowl party and i am sitting there for 45 minutes waiting for the second half of a game that I have been dying to watch start. So my vote is you get rid of DC rural halftime show altogether. I would rather watch an actual music video. Give me, give me like an actual like new music video from these big time stars. I don't care who it is. Uh, instead of trying to have, you know, all the pomp and circumstance, the fact that it takes 25 minutes to get the entire stage set up because, you know, there's players on the field and all that stupid stuff. I, I don't know. I, Clearly, I don't think you're in the same boat as me because you were a big fan of last year's. <laughs> but <laughs> that's, that's a, but I, hate, I hate it. I hate it so much. As a general rule, I don't think you're wrong. It's just hard for me to subscribe to this after last year's uh, last year's, uh, excellent show. So, so you, you think in, in general, same way. Yeah, we can only hope. I don't know if they're <laughs> going to pull up Shakira and JLo out of retirement again or not, but that's for another day, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are going to so we're so we're uh, running low on time here. So we we are actually gonna gonna finish things some things up. Uh, we're gonna do another fun segment that we have done before. Uh, it's another edition of Shower Thoughts. Uh, All right, are you ready? I'm ready for my reaction. Hit me with them. I've got six of them for you here. All right, so we're gonna roll right. off. All right. All right. Number one, <clears throat> the phrase "Look at you" tends to have a positive connotation. Wow, look at yourself. Tends to be critical and negative. <laughs> very true. That's, very, That's good. Very spot on. Uh, number two, a real psychic would find a better use for their time than reading your fortune for 20 bucks. <laughs> you have no idea how much I believe in that. <laughs> that one's true. That's Oldest 100%. Soldier, I hate psychics. <laughs> um, number, number three. The people that draw the Lego instructions out for us, they need more recognition. Oh, all right. I like that. That's have you, uh, have you ever, have you ever built Legos that like takes you about an hour to, to create? O- only on very small scale with uh, young people. So no, no 15, 16 year old type project. Uh, mostly I, just I, like a pretty <laughs> I've quick I've done one. some of those and I swear to God, it's, it's 35 minutes of it is trying to figure out the instructions. So they're great. Um, <clears throat> number four, your alarm is basically the theme song that starts at the beginning of every episode. Yeah, mine's obnoxious. What is it? Uh, the ducks. I like the duck one where it goes quack, 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 quack. That one. <laughs> so I spent a lot of my college life listening to uh, another shout out, Andrew Romberford. His uh-huh. alarm always went off before mine in college, and it was always ducks. And I uh-huh. every second of it. Uh, no offense to him, I love that guy. But um, and also, I love that shower thought because 
remember back in the day when you had the Motorola lasers and you could like get like songs as, uh-huh. as uh, so that was always fun. Uh, number five, <clears throat> we will never be able to know if all people perceive colors the same way. That's especially true when you're colorblind like myself. So I, uh, I, that, I one, that one hit home. Fun fact for the audience, Travis is colorblind. So if I ever come on here and you're watching on YouTube and you're like, dude, you don't even come close to matching. That's that's what's going on. So uh, keep keep those comments positive for me, Dave, if you don't mind. I will I will tell you, though, that and we're going to go into fun fact about uh, the two hosts here. So Travis actually used to work for a suit company, uh, Men's Warehouse, for many <laughs> years. So yep. a man that's colorblind that's having to pick out uh, colors for prom and did it successfully, it's a big accomplishment. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. That being said, we always tell them what colors look like when we're out in random places, and it fucks with them, and it's pretty fun. Anyway, <laughs> so anyway, final shower thought, and uh, we'll, we'll close things out here. Um, this is great because you have two two twin daughters <laughs> that are going to start talking. Uh, a child asking why about everything helps you realize how much you don't know. <laughs> Luckily, we haven't gotten there, but yeah, I could see that. <laughs> I'd be like, I don't know why. It's just the way I'm, we're going to do it. <laughs> That's good. Um, I like that. One of my favorite lines that it's not my favorite, but it's one of the things that I remember the most is my dad always saying, because I said so, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> like it. So anyway. That is that's gonna wrap some things up. Uh, we are gonna close this episode with uh, a shout out of the week, uh, and I got one. I got one that's actually really cool. Uh, <clears throat> so obviously with everything going on with quarantine and stay at home orders, trying to find things to do, and, and you know, so you and I started a podcast, and you know, we've we've had a pretty good time getting this kicked off. Well, we actually know some other people that have done this. Um, so there's there's another podcast that just started. And you can find it on YouTube. It's called the Top Five Podcast. And one of the people that's on it uh, is a man by the name of Dan Dockraden, who we actually went to college with at uh, Southeast Missouri State, SEMO for short. Um, and, you know, I, I, there's two episodes have come out. I've only listened to the first episode so far. Um, and it's it's literally a, a, a podcast where each episode is uh, Dan and, and his uh, his two, three buddies talking about their top five lists of things. So for the first episode, it was the top five chips. And it's pretty entertaining. It, you know, it's very different. It's really cool. You know, they've got, you know, great insight. Um, you know, they're standing there in front of the camera drinking beers like you and I are doing right now. Um, you know, it's just a great way to just entertain yourself for 30 minutes to 60 minutes. And, you know, I want to give him a big shout out. I wish him the, you know, the best of luck. I, I hope it goes, goes far. You know, I hope they want to do a lot with it. Um, I hope it's not something that they want to give up on, you know, as things start to, you know, ease up and we're not having to stay at home because I think, it, I think there's a lot of potential opportunity there. Um, I know you haven't had a chance to really listen to him, Travis, but I, I definitely recommend um, anybody that listens to this, give him, give him a chance. Um, it'll definitely enter, at least entertain you for a little bit. I like it. I'll have to give it a shot. I like the premise of the show. It's uh, it's intriguing uh, just hearing it. So I uh, I think I'll have to find them on YouTube and, and give that one a shot. All right. Well, that actually will just about do it uh, for this edition of the Happy Hour Hangout podcast. Um, Travis, do you have anything to kind of close this off with? 
Yeah. Um, you know, I just, uh, I want to thank everybody who's been, uh, been listening. One of the, the fun things I was telling Steve earlier is, uh, watching the numbers and, and finding out, um, what you guys like based off of the downloads and, and, you know, seeing you guys, uh, you know, either text us or DM us or reach out on Facebook, whatever the case is, uh, that, that means the world to us. Um, and, uh, my, uh, special, special shout out to my father-in-law, which is just kind of hilarious in itself. Um, he's, uh, he's commented and, uh, and reached out to me on just about every episode. Um, and his, uh, his favorite hands down was the Mark Richard interview, uh, which is, uh, um, we've, I've gotten that feedback a little bit here. Uh, so I'm glad one, the interview format was, uh, was entertaining. Uh, two, I hope Mark didn't steal too much of the show. Um, uh, <laughs> but it, uh, it, this has been a blast guys and we, we've enjoyed doing it. And, uh, again, just appreciate you guys following along. Um, you know, any, anything you can do to help us by sharing it, rate and reviewing it on, uh, on Apple or, or Google would be, uh, would be a life sent. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at, at happy underscore our pod pod at the end of that um or on instagram the happy hour hangout um and and again just want to thank you guys for for listening along and uh and and coming along on this journey with us hopefully you guys are getting a a laugh out of it and um and and finding something you you like on it we we've interviewed uh one sense mark uh that i think you guys are going to think is uh hilarious and awesome um and we've got another one that we're recording later this week that i think is really going to bring some smiles to your face too so a lot of fun stuff in the work man uh this has been fun steve at the end of the day, we we really want we really want feedback, um, mm-hmm. good or bad. Yeah, you know we we've gotten a lot of good feedback so far. We've gotten a lot of good criticism too. I, I've had I've had quite a few people that tells me that have contacted me and said, you know, yeah, hey, oh, this might be better if you did it this way, or you know, this didn't hit so much, or you know, I've actually had a couple of people that have told me which uh, the recommendations on taste tests, you know, so please comment us on Twitter, comment us on Instagram, um, you know, find us on Facebook, Stephen Loving, Travis Neal, you know, give us your thoughts, uh, because the only way that this show is going to th- grow is if we, we get feedback from you guys. Um, and, you know, and in doing so, we will definitely give you guys shout outs on the on this pod because we, you know, what makes a happy hour a happy hour is 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 a group of people sharing beverages together and we, you know, we want to include you guys as much as possible. So, um, on that note, uh, thank you again uh, for taking time to listen to us. We really appreciate it. Um, stay safe, uh, wash your hands. And, uh, as Mark said, uh, don't be a dummy. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, everybody. Thank you.